0: Good morning. Good morning. Sabaho, everybody. Sabaho, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, this time it's episode 68. We were off last week, so I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Um, I do want to say thank you very much for everybody's uh, supporting comments last week when I was out. Um, I just wasn't, you know, it was one of those weekends, unfortunately, where I just was not feeling well at all. I was actually pretty. Uh, pretty, pretty bad on Saturday and Sunday got a little bit better. Uh, and then by Monday, I kind of got, got back on my footing and, and kind of took me a couple of days with uh, some PC problems that we were dealing with. Uh, but I see it a whole bunch of people already in the chat. Good morning, Chemi is in there. Uh, Davin Davis, Gary, of course, um, El Josa. Hey, man, good morning. Sabaha, everybody. Uh, and Eric, I love it how you starting us off with the a good phone. <laughs> so the, the today's topic, uh, and we'll we'll get into that in just a second. But I think Eric's comment is is pretty pretty uh, epic in there. Um, a good phone, uh, basically, what makes a good phone is it has to have a talk button. Let's take it old school, um, the StarTac, and um, I think it was the, I forget the name of the uh, the brand that used to do that as well. Um, thank you, and 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 I want to say thanks to everybody again for all of these supporting comments on you know online and so on. Um, and it, 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 I needed it. I, I really, I'm going to say that I really needed it. It was, it was just, it was hard. Um, but we're back, we're back. It's episode 68. Uh, today I want to talk to you guys about something a little bit different than typically what we normally do on the show is we try to highlight a certain, de, you know, devices or kind of comments or, or things going on. Uh, there's been a discussion that we've had. I've had discussions like these also with, with, uh, Juan Carlos many, many times, about what makes a smartphone a good smartphone and also what makes a smartphone a bad smartphone. I mean, what gets us to that point Um, from a consumer standpoint, but also from a, you know, creator or YouTube personality or, you know, content creator, all the titles that they kind of give the the YouTube tech space uh, creators. And I I feel like there's a discussion to be had. There's really something that, you know, I think a lot of us really uh, think about maybe even uh, subconsciously. About what we like and our you know biases when we are biased and in many ways uh, each person has their own bias biases in a certain way um and that what really kind of makes it so that we decide on either be it a good phone a bad phone uh, this fits me this doesn't fit me so I want to definitely talk about um uh Sabaha everybody of course Sabaha Finn of course as well uh dwight uh, D- dwight's in the chat as well hey man um yes i'm back we are back on uh, after this very 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 short hiatus uh from last saturday uh but yeah you know, you're actually and it is may 1st may the 4th be with you is going to be in another few days so everybody that celebrates that's always going to be very much a big day and um obviously may 1st it seems like it's a big you know um I, i'm seeing some memes online and so on like you know it's going to be may kind of thing from the nsync uh, uh ranesh good morning good morning um there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things to be said about that. So short answer, uh, a little bit of housekeeping uh, pushed out a few week, a few videos for uh, for us this week. Uh, we had the Mi 11i in the edition, the not the actual last edition. That was the other thing I was hoping to say that this was the last Mi 11 that was coming out. But it seems like there was another Mi 11 that came out, which is the 11X Pro that came out in India. Uh, and I'm assuming uh, that that's going to be the successor to the Pro that came out as well in that market. Um, the other thing also that I pushed out a video was on uh, the Q35s from Soundcore, a really, really nice pair of headphones uh, that literally gives you two to $300 pair of headphones experience down to 130 bucks. So there's really very little to say about it that is not good. Uh, and then the last video was uh, about the uh, the Obspot me, which is a Kickstarter campaign that I pushed out yesterday. And that talks about a little bit about something that helps creators or people that love um, you know, creating content and using their smartphones, but don't necessarily have the access to have a film person or a camera person be with us all the time. So I found this this little piece of tech to be so helpful, especially for people that love to create content. Um, even if it is just even having a conversation with somebody, let's say you're trying to have a FaceTime conversation, a Skype, a WhatsApp, or whatever, and you're using the front-facing camera, but you don't necessarily want to keep sitting in the same spot. So you can set it up on, on the stand that it comes with and literally walk around, like you could be in the kitchen, could be in the office whatever and it works really great there's a lot of things that can be done there um so with that being said i do want to dive in head first oh matt tyler's in the chat as well davin davis in there hey man um uh, uh, brian daly uh, Br- hopefully i'm saying that correctly uh Rinesh is in there uh garrett is lava's in there as well uh let me see here i think i think oh finn jacobs as well davin uh, let's start it off here so um Let's look at it. So, Israel's talking with the, Israel's awesome saying is, um, good phone. a good phone should have a strong battery, durable in quality, good performance, functionality, and constant updates. So, that's an aspect of a phone that we always think about, right? So, batteries, obviously, battery life is a big, a big concern. So, I'm thinking, I'm just kind of combining those two uh, statements about a strong battery. Battery life. Now, battery life is a very uh, interesting approach to it because battery life isn't really about the size of the battery as much as, it, as we think it is. I mean, yes, you could technically throw a 10,000 milliampere battery on a phone and you don't really care. And at that point, you could just basically drive it uh, till the battery exp- you know uh, empties. But at the end of the day, it's really more about the software that manages the battery. So when we think of battery, when you're looking at a phone, and you're looking at it and it says it's like a 5000 milliampere battery, research the operating system that it's being used with it. Research the maker of that phone and also make sure that they're known for long battery life, because typically, you know, getting every bells and whistles on, on a smartphone will drain your battery, turning on all of the features that a lot of these companies announce at, at, at day one typically does cause additional battery drain, higher refresh rate, uh, large, you know, higher quality display like a WQHD or even a 4K panel those are things that you need to consider when you're thinking of a battery where i and i agree with with uh, with you here on this comment battery is a big thing if we can't have a phone that lasts us all day so that we can enjoy the things about it What's the purpose of a phone? And I feel like that that's a good point. But what I would throw back and say, quick question for you is, have you considered the operating system? Have you considered the company that makes this phone? And does that factor into the battery performance? Because um, there could be a no-name brand company that makes a phone that has a 6,000 or 7,000 milliampere battery. Would that fit the bill that you're looking for? Is that—is that the answer that you think of uh, first primarily? Um And of course, performance, functionality and constant updates. And I think the updates is the biggest factor there, right? When we jump into a smartphone, we want to be able to know that or at least trust that the company is not going to hand us a phone and say, here you go. And then they're going to just walk away from it, meaning they're moving on to the next phone. They're thinking of the next hotness. They just want to be able to do it. And is that the right answer? I think that's not the right answer at the end of the day, because if we don't get any updates and they're charging so much money for things, is that is that the direction that we want to be able to go? So I appreciate that comment there. Definitely for sure. Um, Davin's jumping back with this. Um, No such thing as a good or bad phone, just based on the user and how well uh, the OEMs have targeted their users with features. I'm really liking that one, Davin. So that approach is actually a little bit more understanding of how things are truly Um, So, yes, we'll start it up by breaking up a couple of there's no such thing as a good or bad phone. I think that answer is true in the general sense. If we're looking at it in the sense of, you know, a good or bad phone, it's really what's good for me and what's bad for me. I think maybe that's what's missing in the question. And at the end of the day, when we're looking at a smartphone, what I feel like is a good smartphone and a good fit for me may not be the right answer. Um, Just based on other, uh, basically here it says, uh, just based on other users and how well the OEMs have targeted their users with these features. So understanding your user base, understanding your audience is literally the first thing they teach you in any kind of speech class. And I'm not trying to change this into a speech class, but Um, While I was in high school and when I was actually in my uh, my higher education classes, they had us take speech classes. They wanted to make sure that we were comfortable talking in front of people. And literally the number one answer to that, the number one thing they told us to, to remember is to understand your audience. Understand who you're talking to, meaning your features, your sets, your your benefits and all of those things. Make sure that you're feeding into it. Make sure that you're listening to your users when they say, look, this is not working for me fix it. We're not happy with this. Listen to the user base. Have a form uh, type of a conversation. Allow users to be able to voice their concerns because at the end of the day, realistically, they're the people putting in their money on a phone. They're the ones going out and making a decision and selecting your device based on their criteria or the criteria that you have and, of course, what they value. So, is there such a thing as a perfect phone or is a good phone? So I'm not trying to approach the perfect phone. That I think is not a true statement. There's no such thing as a perfect phone, it's just the right experience of a phone for you. Is there a way for us to kind of gauge what's a good or bad phone? There are some criteria that I think a lot of us think of that maybe don't necessarily specifically focus on that causes a phone to be a good or bad phone for us. But I really love the one that one. Davin is very much on the on the on the nail right there. It's hard to kind of t- tailor it down, but you need to understand and value what you're looking for. And that's what we're trying to I'm trying to basically uh, address, at least in the in the the grand part of this uh, for today's live stream. I want to make sure that when we decide to pick up a phone, when we decide to upgrade to a phone or even recommend something to somebody that we're helping them understand what the decision is there. It's not just saying, look, this is a great phone. You should get it. I love to actually follow that with this is why I feel like this is a great phone. And the reason behind that is you allow then the user to make the decision. You allow that person, your friend, your family, um, somebody that may be listening to you to make the decision on their own. Because at the end of the day, if those are the things they value, that's going to be what they would select. And if they don't value that, they're going to move on to the next thing and or at least look for what they're looking at, what they really value on a smartphone. And those are the things I feel like we we don't typically see that. Um, When a smartphone comes out, when a new phone comes out and we are very much running and it to try to compare this phone to everything else on the market. At the end of the day, that may be a right answer for some. I think some people love seeing comparisons between everything. But you really need to understand is the capabilities of a smartphone and understand that you should first measure the phone based on its own merit, measure it against what it's claiming. So if the company says the phone is going to do X, Y, Z or ABC or everything under the sun, those are the things that you should be measuring the phone against. Do does it do what they said they were going to do and does it do it well or well, How well does it do it? And I think that's the criteria that we need to judge a phone from or any kind of product that we look into. So those are the things I always value when I look at a smartphone and or if I'm looking to buy a motherboard, if I'm looking to look at CPU. I'm not going based only on the reviews. I'm not looking to other people to tell me specifically if the CPU is going to be the right fit for me. I'm not looking for somebody to tell me that this is the right phone for me and I should just go get it. I need a decision process that I feel like makes sense. So the hope is that I, my hope essentially is that I'm, I'm trying to drive a point which we really need to be more aware about what we decide. Uh, Finn, yeah it is definitely May may 1st uh my birthday is tomorrow finn good happy birthday everybody uh well happy everybody say happy birthday to finn uh hope we hope you have a great sunday uh, you know may, may 2nd is a great great day it's two days before may 4th so just be aware you're always in good company uh may Day, of course oh, no 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 <laughs> maybe i think i'm a little bit behind on some of the comments uh uh Brian Deli, thank you man i appreciate it appreciate everybody kind of uh again with the comments last week it was really really helpful um let me see here uh oh, lava saying hi tk please change the time of your live stream uh, for india um it's midnight please understand so lava i totally understand and i'm i'm, I'm totally with you on that and the, the concern with me, it's a Saturday morning with it's a Saturday morning with tech. So the only thing I could probably do at some point to be able to kind of work it out a little bit is have it a little bit earlier because otherwise it stops being Saturday morning with tech. It ends up being another day. Um, I will we'll have to work into it. Uh, and I but I do understand. Yes, uh, I, I've, I've read that before many times that typically depending on the time where it is, you know, it's, it's going on like that. And. Um, I do want to say first and foremost, obviously, with India and everything going on, I do want to say my heart goes out to everybody and everything is going on with how things are going, uh, at least right now with the current situation there. Um, Different parts of the world are dealing with it differently. Where I am in California, uh, maybe four or five months ago, we were the epicenter of many things. Um, And then now we're somewhat getting into a better position. Things are opening up. So I understand and I, I really understand how bad things are. And, uh, my heart definitely goes out. And, uh, if you guys get a chance to be able to check it out, I tweeted out or retweeted, um, uh, Michael Fisher's tweet about trying to support people over, um, in, uh, in India. So if you are looking for that, please check out my Twitter on that one as well. Um, I'll try to remember to go back in the comments and update them as well. Uh, Brandon Miniman is in the chat. Hey man, how you doing? Brandon from, uh, XDA of course. Uh, yeah, definitely. Always, always appreciate everybody showing up. Uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, so no, cur- yes, uh, please No, I, I, if you've, if you've ever been a fan of the show, if you've ever been in any part of my, uh, my conversations, I, I feel like at the end of the day, here's the thing. If we ever need to use a, a, a bad language or any kind of curse or anything like that, it's because we're using it instead of something else. My recommendation is to say what's on your mind, say exactly what's bothering you as opposed to using the trigger word, because at the end of the, at the end of the day, we're replacing a thought, we're replacing an emotion with those words And it's always better to talk about what's going on so that we can move on beyond it as opposed to create more frustration. So, yes, if you don't mind, please do not. Uh, Always, always appreciated everybody's comments in there. Uh, Let me see here. Okay, John Mann is in the chat. Let me see real quick. So I need a flagship device. I just want a good camera design and beautiful UI, not something that uh, basically vomits on on me, please. Um, Give me some options. I have about a thousand dollar budget, so A smartphone is a very personal experience. It's a personal device, right? It's called a personal smartphone because it lives with you and it's a personal item. Um, What you're looking for right now when you're saying a camera design, I'm assuming you're talking about a great camera, a device that has good video, good images. And uh, you're, lo- you're also looking at basically a beautiful UI elements or the UI UX elements from there. So somewhat different than the standard Android skin. So you're looking into a smartphone that has some design elements that look really nice. So nice icon packs. You can change things and be aware, obviously, that Android allows you to do that on any smartphone. This is not unique to a specific manufacturer. Um, and even with Samsung devices, you can install a separate launcher like Nova and again, customize it to that level. Um, The price point that you're looking for right now is very much into the flagships. I mean, you're talking about literally there's so many options on the market, not necessarily talking about iPhone or Samsung outside of the standard like the s 21s Uh, What I would probably say at the end of the day is there is very few set of cameras right now that are basically a simple, easy to use that produce great pictures. And I feel like pixels take those seriously very easily. Uh, The next thing that jumps out at me would also still still be something like Sony. And then mostly because you're focusing on camera performance, the sensors on the Sony devices are definitely been upgraded massively in 2020. Um, If it comes down to basically a beautiful UI, obviously, you're going to be looking at either Xiaomi or you're even looking at Samsung type uh, interfaces. If you're looking for something more around the iPhone ecosystem, there are some options available, although where the cameras are do tend to perform better. They definitely have the nice camera science built in there. I would probably recommend uh, a little bit more on the Android side, mostly because that's most of the stuff that I cover. But if you are happy with iPhones, obviously, the iPhone 12 is definitely a good option Um, I wouldn't necessarily be able to go higher than that because iPhones tend to go be more than a thousand dollars. So I'm hoping that kind of gives you a good general understanding what we're looking for. But you have to also keep in mind that when you're looking at a smartphone like that, John, you, you do want to make sure that it does actually last you as long as you want. So when you're researching things like that, there's no really ever a straight, easy answer. I would be easily I can easily say the Pixel 5 would be a great smartphone for you to pick up uh, because it'll have a lot, a decent battery life. It has really good UI elements now. Uh, Pixels have been, been definitely very nice and is considered to be one of their main devices for uh, Google for the last for the, well, for the last year. Now it doesn't run a flagship processor, but it feels like a a flagship in your hand. So it's definitely a great phone. Um, The Xperia 1 Mach 2 from last year would definitely be an even amazing device. The UI elements are very nice, not too much in your face. Uh, It's a 4K panel, stereo speakers, headphone jack, and again, just so much more, and the cameras are great. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Uh, Davin Davis says, um, OEM has to be careful in taking in user feedback. Some OEMs tried uh, tried to ca- uh, cater too much to users and not refine uh, uh, their point of view of the best way. Example would be LG. So totally with you on, obviously there's going to be a floodgate of information coming in if you open it up to your users and everybody will give it a comment into it. What I typically love to see from an OEM the The reason behind that, and I'll say this basically because I think Sony has been the example of what we should be doing. And I think what LG, to a certain point, tried doing as well is that last year with the Xperia 1 Mark II, Sony used to have wireless charging. Certainly Sony had an iconic design. Sony uh, decided to remove uh, certain features. And literally, they listened to the user base. They brought back the headphone jack. They brought back stereo speakers in the right format. They also gave us wireless charging, uh, a new camera system to provide us that alpha experience on a Sony smartphone. So to a certain point, what I also love seeing is also what, what OnePlus does with their user base oneplus as a brand the reason oneplus exists the way they exist today is because of their users they started off as a smartphone company that took the most popular custom rom for android enthusiasts and made that into a phone they took cyanogen mod which was literally the the main rom i installed and at one point in my life i used to make a decision about a device like a criteria like where we're talking about a good or bad phone my decisions were made based on the development support of that smartphone I, that I wouldn't even pick up the phone if the phone didn't have um, a, basically the way unlocking the bootloader. There was a custom recovery already designed for it. And not only that, the ability of installing CyanogenMod or CM on the right out of the box, because for me, I felt like CyanogenMod gave me all of the features I was looking for. That was the ROM. So OnePlus took that. They made a phone out of it. They went through. There was a lot of drama going on between the OnePlus One and the OnePlus Two, and then they they at that point basically the conversation left. Right, the OnePlus Two was literally the last one, um, the uh, last OnePlus device that supported CyanogenMod, but it also supported OxygenOS. So. OnePlus as a community was built on enthusiasts. It was built on input. Every year when they improve their smartphones, they're building on the the need or the demands that people were looking for. Uh, better cameras, better speakers, stereo speakers, wireless charging. Um, now, obviously, not everything is being listened to. Everybody's been asking for the headphone jack, and that doesn't look like it's coming back. But where they are and where they're moving, I think that speaks Volumes as to what OnePlus is doing, the ability for them to put out a, a feeler and ask people for, to submit requests for features for the next version of their operating system or their skinned version of Android is something big. Again, I feel like this is something that builds the community and feeds off of the community. So there's a little bit of a flip side. LG, I think, felt like I felt like LG was going in a very different direction to to cater into great hardware, which I feel like they always had. There is now, there's no question that LG makes great hardware. There's no question that LG can definitely um, move into different directions, try to experiment with different products. The Wing, the Velvet, the V60, those are great products that they decided to double down on with the V50, as well as the LG G8X. So those are things that I feel like LG was doing great. And even with the rollable that we're trying to go for, I feel like that that's the right solution as opposed to a foldable because of the way the tech is done. And but also because they're heavily reliant on something that they've been doing on their TV side for some time, rollable uh, panels for a TV. I've seen those many years at CES. So it wouldn't even be new tech for them. It's just miniaturization and putting it on a smartphone. I feel like those are things that we need to pay attention to. Those are things that we we always need to basically be aware of. Um, so the, when I look at it, when I look at some things like that, I always make sure to understand what's going on. So I'm totally with you on it. It's hard to kind of, uh, you know, it's hard to make that balance happen, but I feel like OnePlus has been doing a great job at it. I think Sony is doing a great job at it. I feel like Samsung is a little bit losing some of that. I think Samsung, I feel like, reached a point where they're no longer trying to give, um, like I feel like their, their 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 tailored experience at least on their flagship level is losing a little bit of its center point, or at least the you know the 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 point where they're supposed to be going. It's basically giving you a better device every year than the year before. Removing features from a smartphone for me is not going to make that. Now, the camera system on the S21 Ultra for me definitely has some improvements done over the S20. The uh, autofocusing concern, the front facing camera with autofocusing is really nice. But I felt like, you know, with the S21 line, Really, the S21 Ultra was the the flagship. I feel like everybody that Samsung was trying to drive people towards, they offered us a couple of devices that felt like more of a minor incremental upgrade over the S20s from last year. And they called them an S21 with a brand new SoC. But I felt like, again, like the S20 and the S21 Plus, the S20 and the S20 Plus did much better jobs, better at thermal management. So we definitely need to be aware of that. Uh, joe's in the comment hey man uh thank you very much joe always appreciate it uh thank you for jo- joining us this morning um uh, hold on, i'm confused about uh between a Bose 500 home speaker um and uh, Marshall, uh, which one is better? I, unfortunately I would love to be able to help you, but I'm not really, I'm not the guy. I'm not, I'm not the guy when it comes down to sound systems. Um, headphones I can definitely jump into because I've been doing a lot of coverage on those and actually have a couple more coming in. Um, I do have the, uh, the Huawei studios that I did. I have mentioned many times in the past, but this video will be dropping this week. Uh, it'll be coming in on both the Arabic and the English side. Uh, John, I appreciate, I appreciate the offer, but please no solicitation if you can. Um, and then, uh, let me see here, uh, daily, daily news, good news. I hope, uh, definitely Davin, uh, always, always, uh, let me see. Ooh, I think I jumped the, the okay. Uh, okay. John, man, I think we were talking about that one just a second ago, uh, give me two weeks it's still it's still in my one plus eight David, um, Oh yeah, so Chemi's actually bringing back a good concept there. So, and I say concept because it was a project Ara that we we know never really had, never became what well, it never became a product that we're able to discuss, right? Project Ara is something that decided to take features to down to the level that we would typically think of when we're trying to build up a device, right? So think of a smartphone. If you're not familiar with Project Aura, or at least what Project Ara stood for, so Project Aura is essentially a, a device or a process of providing us in a, a very tailored experience when it comes down to our smartphone. And essentially what it did, it, did, it had a backboard, basically a, a front-facing camera, a display for a phone. But the, the, back, the back end of the phone is literally a more of a tiled experience where you're able to basically snap on different components for different experiences. An example would be if you wanted more battery, you're going on a long hike, but you don't really care too much about the cameras, you can snap off the camera module and put more battery modules on the back, increasing the battery life of your phone and of course, giving you much better experience. Um, if you wanted to have a better camera and you wanna upgrade, but you don't wanna upgrade the phone every year, you snap off the camera module, snap on a new, you know, if like I 20 megapixel, you go up to 30. You could do exactly like that. And um, to a certain point, also the processing power. You can swap out the CPU, the GPU, and then putting a new processor. But the goal of uh, I think the project R I was trying to provide us is having that level of customization on the user end, meaning... Making it so that as a user, you don't necessarily have to change the phone unless the phone is cracked, you know, the display is cracked. You can change your experience based on what you need when you need it. And you can literally build the collection. It's kind of like a, a DSLR camera, right? The body is perfectly fine. And all you're doing is customizing it with the lenses that you want to use based on the experiences that you want to be able to have with that phone. Uh, and I do miss that. That was one of those. That was one of Google's projects that I felt like was should have had a life, should have had um, some more presence, at least uh, in 2021. Uh, and of course, it does reduce a lot of the cost as well. Um, Aditya, of course, sabaho, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, lovely seeing you back on the chat uh, and <laughs> peak peak health again. Uh, I don't know about peak health, man. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely uh, much, much better. Uh, Ramadan is, I mean, we are over, uh, we are over the, uh, the 50%, uh, duration of Ramadan. Um, I did end up skipping last Saturday, unfortunately, since I wasn't feeling so well, so I'll have to make up that day. But yeah, um, days are basically, we're we're getting closer to the end, which is, it's actually pretty easy. It's uh, seriously not, not as hard. Um, as long as the weather is not too bad, like really, really hot, I don't really uh, typically stress out too much about it. Last couple of days here in LA, uh, we had like literally over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which is roughly about like 41, 42 degrees uh, Celsius uh, for a couple of days straight with really dry heat. So it just was not, ha- was not, I, I was not a happy guy to go out. I stayed home, I stayed cool and it it, it stayed, as, uh, stayed well, uh, of course. Um, Lava saying thank you for the prayers. Uh, we yeah, India is basically suffering uh, with with a lot of stuff going on right now. With a lot of positivity going on with the current situations, and people are not, are are basically being hurt. And there's also a lot of issues with uh, oxygen availability. So I definitely appreciate uh, there. And uh, yeah, um, I, I I have a lot of I know a lot of people in, in that area, and uh, it always hurts to you know know that there's if there's way for us to help, we should definitely try. That's always especially for me in the month of Ramadan. It's one of those things that you always try to do is try to help us as much as possible. So uh yeah, definitely check that out. Um let me double check. Uh let me double check here. Da, da, da. Earl Owens is in the chat. Man, good morning. Good morning. Uh Tazdat Studios. Uh, oh man. Okay. So we, I think I just jumped real quick. Um Okay. Uh, while I can only com- uh, conclude this based on the reviews I've seen, OnePlus presented a really mature, well-rounded, and well-designed flagship this year. Uh, the recognition is still um, elu- <laughs> eluding it, and I think this is this is something that I feel like because what we typically do is we love comparing this far, the smartphone to everything else, right? And I understand comparison is obviously the way we do shopping, right? If I'm buying a car, if I'm buying a phone, if I'm buying a house, you're not going to just buy one and then just basically say that this is the right house, right? There are certain characteristics that you want. And of course, every smartphone fits into that characteristic. There's There are certain general characteristics that I think all of them do. Obviously, they need to be able to give us access to the Internet. They need to give us access to phones called. They also need to be able to allow us to communicate with our friends. So those are basic things that all smartphones do. Uh, And and as long as it's sold in your market and you're not importing it, so you really typically don't think of those things, right? And But OnePlus has been doing something that is very, very good, and it has improved on it year over year. And that's the camera experience. We've had it and we've said it many, many times in the past. Uh, And I'm not even sure if I have said it in uh, myself or not. But I typically what I try to do is, again, measure the device for its own merit. See what it's performing. Does it actually answer what they're saying they're going to do? This is something that OnePlus has always been trying to do. Every year they release a smartphone. They say that the camera experience is getting better. And realistically, that is true. They do improve the camera experience. But what ends up happening is that we measure the performance of that smartphone by comparing it to another smartphone, making it seems like if it doesn't, if you're not running at 100 miles an hour, you're not running at all. It, that's not the right answer. At the end, when you're looking at it is what, you're, what you need out of a smartphone could per, totally be perfectly fine with what the OnePlus experience is giving you. I'm not going to say that the OnePlus camera is the best camera on the market. And that's when we start using words like best. So you're comparing camera performances between different devices. If money is no, if if, if obviously if you're going into this experience with no issue, meaning you don't really care as far as how much it's going to cost, you're literally looking for that experience. then, Then that's only then when you can focus very much on that specific feature and only that. But in reality, when you look at the entire experience, the battery capacity, the charging speed, Uh, the camera performance on the front and on the back-facing sensors. So those are things you always want to keep in mind. But also the technology that you have with the display and the refresh rate, those are entirely making what the device can do. And I feel like OnePlus did a really good job with the OnePlus 9 Pro this year. This is seriously like an improvement over the fact that the 8 Pro did a really good job last year. The 9 Pro did it. And yet we don't talk about them in that sense. We We cover them in the sense as if they're still... You know, they're 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 that brand that could, but, you know, they're still trying to do it kind of thing. That's not true. We need to see them and we need to, again, measure them against their own merit. What they announced at their launch event, did all of those features uh, show up? I think a lot of people jumped on with the OnePlus Watch and started kind of knocking it a little bit and looking at it. And I said, realistically, we have to understand that this is a generation one product from a company that is known for updates. OnePlus is known for that. The OnePlus 9 Pro has received more updates uh, than you can imagine. And that's mostly focusing on bringing in all of those, the claims and all of the statements that OnePlus made at the announcement. It's they're living up to their standard and they're meeting it. now they've been doing great. I can definitely say that overall uh, their improvements have been great in the sense of, you know, they're in US carrier stores. Uh they're doing obviously they're in Europe, they're in the, uh they're in Asia. Uh they're still missing the Middle East. I feel like the, my my Middle East friends will definitely back me up on that. They, they want have they want to have more representation from OnePlus in the Middle East, like more dealerships, more actual true support, uh warranty support so be able to people uh, to actually uh you know service their devices. But, not only that, just good 5G support for smartphones that are imported that seem to be region locked. So those are things that I feel like OnePlus can definitely work on, but they're not getting the recognition that they're that they're owed. This is something that is very, I don't know why that would happen. Um, don't get me wrong. Again, they're not a perfect opera. They're not a perfect, they don't make perfect smartphones. It's definitely still a tailored experience to what the OnePlus experience is trying to be. But it's definitely so much better than what it was in the past, and I think anybody that is looking for a smartphone should definitely take a look at the OnePlus Nine and the Nine Pro, especially in 2021. They're very, very compelling, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have some sales in this uh, at some point. So if you're looking at it and you're considering, well, maybe the price is a little bit too high, definitely look into that. So I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, Fat produce, Andrew, man, hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing great. Well, Sean Pfeiffer is in there as well. Uh, I think I may have skipped a couple of comments in there. Let me see here. If I jump in there real quick, um, I love jumping back in. So the OnePlus community is big, but these uh, but uh, these day uh, sorry, uh, but these days companies are slow regarding updates and uh, regarding fixing issues. After one year, uh, yesterday I received Android 11, and now I am facing heating issues, um, not, not that I didn't have before. So. There are a few things to be covered there. Yes, their track record with updates are—it it depends on what's what's currently up. So uh, we'll we'll say this much: the OnePlus Plus Seven and the Seven Pro and the Seven T are finally starting to receive Android to Android Eleven. Um, and I think so on Thursday, Juan Carlos and I talked about this a little bit when it comes down to Android Ten to Android Eleven. There's a big difference between the upgrade from nine to 10 didn't do as much of an impact as 10 to 11 for some reason on a lot of devices, especially devices that have been out for some time. Um, I'll tell you that the one plus seven, uh, the one, that, the, the one that I received just Android 11 not that long ago, um, didn't have a heating issue like the one you're having there. Um, sorry, Joe, I, I know I have your comment up, but I didn't mean to, uh, you know, uh, to, to, I, I'm not talking about that comment. I'm talking about lavas. Hold on. Let me bring it up real quick here. Um, and what happened essentially is that the dialer decided not to be able to allow the phone to make any calls. There's there's signal, uh, it receives uh, receives call perfectly fine, but you could not make a call. You like you hit the dialer, you hit the number, and it just basically sits. Um, a simple fix for that, obviously, is to clear the cache for that and then be able to have, you know, the app worked fine for me. But what I'm trying to say essentially is that um, I do appreciate and I do definitely have a feel for what's going on with Android 11. I, the only thing I would probably say seriously with Android 10 to 11 is to try to start fresh and do not, do not use OnePlus Switch to import your data from Android 10 to 11. So if you've done the update where you backed up your data and you're trying to bring it back, I recommend just doing a start fresh install and um, installing your apps fresh and then customizing them directly on the Phone. Uh, I've seen that that fixes a lot of people's problems. And I realize how much of a job that is, but you have to understand. The differences between 10 and 11 and especially with applications that are tending to keep data from 10 to 11 don't necessarily work as well and i feel like this is something that we needed to be addressed uh, a lot of devices that we that came out at the end of i think it was like the OnePlus plus nine nine pro came out with android 11. Uh, the OnePlus plus eight and eight pro did receive android 11 last year and they didn't have as much problems but i feel like that they were maybe more tailored around them because there was no other OnePlus at the time so those are the first ones to get it uh, plus, I think OnePlus at the time of the release of the OnePlus 8 in April, we're already working on the alpha, um, uh, first alpha uh, build of the OnePlus, uh, sorry, of Oxygen OS 11, uh, which more than likely will end up being the same story this time, where we're going to see uh, that the first alpha of Android 12 for, uh, for Oxygen OS will be coming out at at, around Google I.O., which is, again, I feel like this is the smart thing to do. but you understand that they're testing in the alpha on one plus nine and nine pro. So the transition there wasn't as bad is when you start looking at some of the older hardwares that were around for more time. And I feel like that's going to be something. So I understand, and I appreciate it. I'm sorry, kind of dragged the conversation a little bit long there, but those are the things I was hoping that they kind of uh, drive that uh, in there as well. Um, Joe, uh, Joe said, um, "I can't wait for you uh, to get your hands on the Sony, uh, the Sony Mark, oh, the Sony Mark Mark Three uh, devices." TK, I'm hearing that the front-facing camera, despite being very similar spec, is improved. Uh, it, oh, is improved in the uh, in the I, uh, from the II. So, um, just to kind of a little bit preface it to what, what Joe's commenting here, uh, Sony's approach to the front-facing camera last year, and and we've seen that again with the first uh, Sony Xperia One. Uh, is that they're giving us? A, they're they're not really focusing on it. Maybe let's just put put that. It's uh, it's going to be perfectly fine for video calls, perfectly fine for chats and so on. But it wasn't really performing at the same grade or the same level of professionalism that we had on the back facing sensors. And we saw Sony focusing heavily on the back sensors, specifically with the Cinema Pro, the Camera Pro. And uh, typically, if you've ever looked at a Sony device, those are the things that you notice first. How does the camera work? Because Sony is about creation, right? Content consumption, 4K panel, everything. Um, I'm with you, uh, Joe. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I'm really hoping to find out when that. um, So the thing about Sony this year is they were a little bit very, um, I don't know, there was like a little bit vague as to timing, right? So they just said basically summer of 2021 and when the uh, Xperia 1 Mach 3 and the Xperia 5 Mach 3 we're going to be coming out or released to the market. Now, there's a very good chance that it'll be very similar to what we saw last year. So sometime in July for the Xperia 1 Mach 3, and then it will be sometime in September, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like end of summer, August, September for the Xperia 5 Mach 3. Um, I'm hoping that the chip shortage is not going to affect or impact uh, Sony, although I don't think Sony is really trying to focus heavily on um like you know the the numbers situation but we did face a problem that I know at, at least fear the US we didn't get our devices or the Xperia 1 Mark 2s last year till the end of July where I think Europe Asia you know like uh, Japan and Europe were all receiving their their devices at the end of June So hopefully that that process is is a little bit better, but we'll have to see. I'm with you. Uh, I can't wait. The announcements made me very, very excited into the new tech, but specifically for me, like for gaming purposes also, that 4K panel at 120 frames per second. I wanna see what 4K 120 on the display, not just the actual camera. And yeah, the the monitor behind me is going crazy. Uh, There's a Chromecast connected to it and every once in a while the Chromecast will restart. So unfortunately that that's what we're seeing right there. Oh, speaking of which, uh, oh, Steve, Steve, if the same, TK, just wanted to pop in and say hello. Uh, uh, love your videos. Thank you very much. So honest, always great job, uh, uh, my friend, uh, get, getting ready for work. Take care, man. I hope you have a great day at work. Um, the computer situation with me that happened this week, I think some of you guys have already heard it on Wednesday or so on. Um, so Monday morning, I decided to have a live stream with uh, uh, so Matt and uh, Josh Quinones and Val uh, decided. We all decided to have a a couple hour matches in Call of Duty. So COD, we were playing COD and we were playing basically going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And about at the two hour mark, my computer, my 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 game crashed. Not my computer, my game crashed, and um, it basically was just not let me back in Call of Duty. For me, every once in a while, it'll work. Like. Generally, works fine, but then when it crashes, it just goes bad. Um, And what ended up happening basically for me is I thought it was something to do with the the computer, with the drivers and so on. Uh, The BIOS that I was running on was a a 61.c, and then I decided to update the BIOS to the latest one available from my manufacturer, which was Gigabyte. Long story short, um, the update fried my motherboard and then the tech support from the IT company, uh, from that company, told me that uh, you're not only as your motherboard uh, fried, but there's a potential possibility that your CPU is also uh, gone, which really drove me into a really, like why would you allow this driver to be installed and not specifically even put documentation on that driver to say that you need to have that 5900X in the motherboard before you install it. So to me, this is like a very weird situation that I I still have to deal with. Um, Long story short, I was out. I was out. My computer was out for a couple of days. I was having to boot up one of my older laptops to actually start doing some um, editing on it to produce those three videos that I posted. So this week has been really weird for me. Getting out of from being sick and then getting into the whole PC thing. So luckily got back on uh, got back on, on on our footing and it ended up being the motherboard. Um, now I didn't wait for that, for the repair motherboard to come back. Cause it's going to take up to a month for that RMA to come back. So short answer, I ended up changing the motherboard. And now once I get that one back, if they decide to just do that, um, I'm going to have to just basically sell it. So yeah. Um, here uh so uh with Josa here's actually oneplus has apparently doubled their uh their sales in the past year and have been very successful specifically in the eu market uh, i've read an article uh, about it a couple of days ago and i but i forgot about it so yeah no again oneplus is doing they're doing it right. They're they're truly doing it right. Incremental updates year over year. Every phone is always better than the next, the last one. And that's a true statement because when you're upgrading, when you're going from a OnePlus 9 to, sorry, when you go from the 7 to the 9 or the 7 to the 8 to the 9, you're going to notice improvements. So this is, yeah, if you went, for, for, so a person that has a OnePlus 7 that wants to upgrade to the OnePlus 9, they're definitely going to see a big improvement there from the device. So what I felt like uh, what we saw this year with Samsung is that you, you really doesn't feel like it. Like somebody coming from the S10, the S9 or S8, they're going to miss out on the SD card. If they had an SD card filled with stuff on their old device, they're not going to have it. Um, if they missed on, if they if they used to use MST here in the US, they're going to miss out because we don't have that anymore. Uh, if they wanted a headphone jack, they're going to miss out on it. It doesn't exist anymore. Again, those are a lot of things that you're missing. The headphone jack is a different conversation but also taking out the charger out of the box just to call it for eco-friendliness and then still charge you 50 bucks or $45 for a charger. It's a very bad, um, it's going to leave a bad taste in people's experiences when they come, da- come back to upgrade next year, when they were like, well, wait a minute, does this, does this company include a charger in the phone? And guess what? That's going to be a decision factor that will take some people that will decide that Samsung may not be the right answer for them. So those are things that I feel like I don't think Samsung's thinking about it in that sense. They're focusing very much into the now and how much do I make more money out of every sale? How many more phones can I put in a crate? How many more chargers can I sell? But you have to understand that I'm happy that very, very. I, I think with I don't even think there's another OEM that even decided to follow. This is a weird situation where people, a company, now it's a feature. If I pick up a, a, a one, you know, an Oppo uh, FX3 or a OnePlus Nine Pro. I know there's a charger in there. Not only that, it's going to be the super fast charger that will charge this phone in literally about 30 minutes. So this is something to be very understanding and a super fast wireless charging, which is also very, very, very good. Um, Those are things that I felt like that. I think Samsung is just literally, I have a feeling they're going to have to back out of it. They're going to see how things have changed. This is truly how it's going to be. If I'm not mistaken, I think I'm missing one phone somewhere. Ah, Here it is. Yeah. Um, the um the the approach to this is going to be definitely very 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 um it should be a wake up call let's just say that i think it's a it's a wake-up call uh, i don't know if the sd card is going to come back but that's just something that i feel like samsung should not have taken it out i think if sony can keep it lg was keeping it at, uh, as well uh there's no reason why not and then if, if i read this correctly i think asus is going to be bringing back uh, uh bringing that back with the uh asus the um oh, man uh the zenphone 8 that that is something Again, to be to be definitely appreciated there. Um, Russ is asking Tiki after two so after a year or two, I hope you do uh, you do a follow up on the Samsung on, uh, on Samsung Galaxy phone if the up if the updates makes them faster or slower. In the past, that used to be a very different conversation, right? Um, I've had that it, Samsung used to suffer very much of a similar situation that would one, uh, not OnePlus, but uh, iPhone used to. Do. And essentially is that a major update would always kind of typically kind of slow it down. I do want to say that I don't typically keep my Samsung phone long enough for me to be able to say I I can do this much. Um, I know for a fact that I've been doing, um, I've been thinking about putting out another phone, another video, um, talking about the S twenty one Ultra, specifically after all of the updates that we've received, all of the things that Samsung's been doing for it since the announcement back in February, and of course the availability for it. So it's it's been basically about three to four months. How has it been holding up? Um, I can say that in general, one sorry, um, Samsung updates typically. Yeah, how do, I, how do I say this correctly? OK, so Samsung will update their latest flagship with all of the features or at least 95% of what the new features are. So let's say in 2021, a phone comes out, S21 comes out, right? S21 will have all of the new bells and whistle features that they announced at whatever unpacked event that that was going on there. Um, the weird part about it is, and I just realized this, so my smartwatch decided to tell me that I just hit one kilometer, by the way, since we've been sitting here together, uh, mostly because I talk with my hands, so it thinks that I'm walking around. Um, So, yeah, we're looking at it in in that sense. So Samsung typically will do that. And every generational upgrade prior to it will be a smaller subset of that. So they're not going to give you all of the new features because at that point, there's no incentive for you to buy the new phone, right? You could just wait for the new features and it'll come in. Uh, Typically, updates don't have that much of an impact on the smartphone um, outside of uh, changing certain experiences. Obviously, if you're changing from like one UI two to three, that's a big step. Uh, Does it typically slow down the smartphone? I feel like at some point after so long, your phone's already kind of slowed down on its own, typically being how Android operates uh, with the buildup of files, cache files, and so on. So, I don't think it's as much as of the update that you're getting from Samsung, as much as how how long the phone's been used and how long the battery charge and so on. There's a lot of factors going in there. How many apps you have installed, how much storage space you have left on your uh, on your smartphone. And believe it or not, that actually has to play a big part of what your phone experiences. If you run your phone almost 100 percent storage wise uh, used, you're going to notice a much slower experience. So. I recommend if you're able to, if you can, because I know it's not very possible, is to start fresh with every update, even with Samsung devices. And you're not going to notice any delays or any down, any slowdowns. Um, definitely clears up a lot of issues typically related to updates uh, from older devices to new devices, especially with uh, compatibility on apps. So that's always going to be a thing to kind of consider. So I'm hoping that that makes a little bit more sense, but um, I can definitely try to focus on that a little bit more. Um, Angel is jumping back uh, here. He said, I think we're expecting OnePlus to comp- uh, to comp- uh, sorry compete with upper cell phone uh, companies or yeah co- uh, companies and be successful because of how they started. I think it's because we want them to succeed, right? I feel like because if you if you've been a fan, if you've used OnePlus devices over the years, you understand the story. You know how they got to where they are now. Um, you see the the the, the concerns that the, uh, the issues that they've dealt with. Um, you know, uh, I think the overall approach of what OnePlus is doing is it's a very, uh, man, it's, it's seriously like I, I feel like it's it's something that you just got to understand and, and you want them to succeed. Now, I'll say this. The story that where OnePlus started is not the story that OnePlus is at right now. They're not trying to be the flagship killer anymore. And I don't know why we keep bringing that up because it really stopped. It stopped a long time ago. I think OnePlus now has, is their own brand. They are trying to compete with the flagships, uh, uh, the other flagships on the market, and I really hope that they start basically focusing more on that experience and not lose track of that. No user is jumping. In, uh, okay, I, I would probably say this maybe because of generalization. I don't want to jump too much into that, but what I would probably say is, if anybody values the the money that they have and the hard earned money that they took them however long to make, nobody would jump into a conversation on a smartphone and say, "I want to pay over a thousand dollars on a smartphone." People want to get the best bang for the buck, regardless of where they are and how much money they have. There's a very few subset of that that could potentially basically say, say, I don't really have a problem with the price. But at the end of the day, you always want to feel like you're getting a good deal for what you're spending your money for. That's always a thing. It's, It's a feeling. It's an appreciation that we get. And OnePlus is still doing a very big part of that. They're still giving us that bang for the buck. On the market right now, in the US market of all of the other smartphones that are being sold, OnePlus sells the fastest smartphone. If you go into a carrier, talk about specifications, features, OnePlus kicks it. QHD at 120, uh, it's been something that they've been doing for a while. So now they're continuing it. Uh, 10-bit color on the display is up there. Stereo speakers, 65-watt charging um, on the charger, and as well as uh, 50-watt, 55-watt charging on wireless. No other company is offering it. And they're including the charger in the box. Again, no other company is doing it. Um, So, but then... You always and you also kind of think about it like, but wait, Apple makes something that is not as fast, and Samsung makes something that is not as fast. Why are they making it? Why are they much better? I feel like it's the um, the marketing. I think it's more brand awareness, enthusiast level people that have used OnePlus know exactly what it is, and of course, their families will know what it is. Um, I can tell you that I've converted my uh, my uh, my uh, my mom, uh, my brother, my sister in law, uh, even my in laws at one point they were using it. So to me, those are things are uh, that I feel like people need to understand and appreciate. The story still needs to be told, but I think OnePlus needs to be a little bit more out there um, on, on marketing and, of course, being more uh, approachable in that sense. Uh, they are in retail stores, but I feel like they need a little bit more and they are going to get there and they're, they are going to get that recognition that are people uh, that, that people will be able to basically talk about OnePlus and people know like, oh, yeah, I know what OnePlus is. It's, it's I can get it directly from my carrier, you know, XYZ. Uh, uh, oh, okay, so I think I may have maybe TazDad. I think there was a question coming up. Let me see here. Did I miss it? Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I think I may have missed it. Okay, let me see here. Because right, I'm seeing uh, a DTS comment says um, at TazDad Studio 9. Uh, uh, Studios, hit uh, hit up TK's official email uh, over via Twitter uh, if you have services to offer. Absolutely. Always, always. Uh, Thank you very much, Aditya. Big, big ups for that as well. Um, Oh, crap. Okay, so I just jumped like 6,000 comments. Let me hear. um, Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so uh, uh, Brian Daly is saying basically, I think there is no such thing as a perfect phone. That's why we're always looking for the next one. I don't think, I think that's a perfect statement. You're right. There is no such thing as a perfect phone because there is no perfect uh, equation. Our needs, our usage changes every once in a while as we evolve as humans, I'm not trying to make it sound like an evolutionary thing. No, seriously, like as we grow, as we become uh, more aware of what we want, what we need, uh, those are the things that typically change what our experience is going to be like on the next smartphone, what we look for on the next smartphone. So while I agree with you that there is no such thing as a as a perfect smartphone, there is such a thing that could be said about what is a good or a bad phone. like Russ is saying right there. So the V60 is at 60, a 600 bucks with dual screen. Um, and uh, is that a good buy? Absolutely. Hands down. Um, do you know any stores or website that sell that uh, sell this brand new in, oh, in brand new condition? So s- brand new condition is hard to find. I can tell you other than going directly to your smart to your carrier like T-Mobile, AT&T and so on that, that carried it before you're not going to be able to find it uh, at 100% uh, brand new uh, and still get it for 600 bucks. Because what happened is that uh, the carriers bought it from LG. So they have a certain stock that they're still uh, selling. And they bought it at the higher end of when, when lg first released it so they typically will always drive it higher it may go into a closeout at some point but typically your best bet would be something like swappa to be able to pick up a, a uh, like a gently used one sometimes you can find some new ones on swappa but i don't know if it's going to be at 600 because again if the other person bought it new more than likely they're losing a lot of money to jump down to six but reselling it around $600 with the dual display is definitely a very nice large display, great cameras, still getting software updates, and is going to be supported by LG for at least uh, the, long, the the support period that they originally signed up for from last year. So there's no question, the V60 is a great great buy still. Uh, Davin is in there um i wish my phone uh i wish my phones to be uh politics uh, politics free Uh, the lack of uh, competitive huawei in the android space uh, is it really hurts especially for the camera tech and that's that's something that is very interesting to say so i'll say that yes huawei has um has had a very big play a big part of where we are in 2021 when it comes down to our smartphones and at least the way our smartphones are experienced what i mean by this is this smartphone having so many camera sensors on the back um everything you pick up it's like two to three sometimes four sensors um even iphones even apple is up to the third four, three to uh, three three and uh, plus uh sensors that started with 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 huawei Huawei and Leica's uh, a pre, uh, you know, a relationship over the years have improved camera sensors and have pushed the boundaries. Because of them, we now have more sensors. Because of them, we're noticing that other companies are realizing that you know sensors do make sense. That one sensor is not the answer for everything. It's like a camera lens on a, on a DSLR. You don't just take one lens for everything. There's going to be situations where you need a separate, separate lens. Uh, sometimes you do want a wide angle lens. You cannot be too far back from the subject and take that picture that you want. And having a wide angle lens makes sense. Having a telephoto lens makes sense. Having a lens here, like this one, is called a micro, uh, basically a microscope lens, allowing you to actually go that close to a subject and look into the grains level is something that, I mean, again, it's something that we are appreciative and we now don't even think twice about. That started with Huawei. And having conversations go around with what's going on with Huawei right now is very very uh, limiting into the camera tech that we're going into. Uh, we saw recently that Honor, the company, the sub-brand of Huawei separating. And I saw somewhere that they're releasing their first Snapdragon 888 processing phone. That is a big move for Honor. If Honor is able to do the pivot move into uh, into their own uh, brand and work very well the way they've done it in the past. Because you have to understand, well, Honor as a company, I think most of Honor's clout in the past was because you got to use some of Huawei's beautiful camera tech, beautiful hardware at a, a, I would say like at a fan, fan approach, meaning it was always cheaper, available online, easier to get. And I covered Honor and I still cover Honor. Um, I have a, a laptop that I'm going to be doing a video for you, for you guys very soon on Honor's latest laptop that uh, released. So those are things that I always I always find that it is interesting to see how Honor will survive. But Huawei did for sure. Bring so much more benefit into the market when it comes down to uh, to their smartphones, uh, to the approach specifically to the cameras, their uh, their engagement with Leica, the front-facing cameras, the you know back-facing sensors, and the fact that we can now appreciate what they've done for us. So I, I definitely want to see more, hopefully, in the near future. Uh, is jumping back with Evan, I found that uh, this uh, <laughs> dumb flag player uh, for sixty dollars. Uh, thinking of picking it up. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Flac is always good. If you have a lot, if you have a large library of FLAC music uh, files, definitely. I, I try to buy FLAC whenever I'm able uh, to purchase them directly from the from the artist, because it, it tends to be uh, again much better audio quality. Also great, especially when you have a really really good DAC to be able to listen to it. At um, uh, Davin Davis, sorry, I can uh, I couldn't tag you. Uh, might have to get be closer to run out. Okay, so let's see what happens next. Um, Yes, Aditya, See exactly six hundred bucks for the dual screen. With the dual screen, is absolutely a steal. Um, Russ is coming back. Tiki, hope you get hands on on the upcoming Zenfone Eight series. Um, looks promising, and hope they again uh, do keep going with the flip camera. I feel like they need to double down, triple down on that one. Um, the only thing I would probably say is, if there is one thing, if if Asus can actually hopefully. So I would love to be able to get my hands on the Zenfone. Um, I do want to say, though, it seems like ASUS is not focusing very heavily on uh, Zenfone releases in the US, or if they do, they don't typically make it very um, their biggest focus. Let's just say that. Uh, but I will try my, my my best to try to get in touch with ASUS on that. Um, I want them to fix these, this, this, uh, this, this. Um, I, I want to say this, uh, the, this, this somehow understanding or some uh, idea that I feel like OEMs feel um, Front-facing camera experiences need to be capped at 1080p. It just makes no sense. It is 2021. We have large enough sensors on the front-facing cameras for us to get 4K, get better uh, picture and video experience. The V60 does a great job at that. Uh, And the Zenfone, the only thing that I felt like over the years that they've crippled uh, the, the experience on it is, if the camera's facing the back side of the phone, it runs at flat, at basically full bore everything that you want to be able to use with it. The moment you flip it to the front, it caps itself artificially to a 1080p experience. Makes no sense for me because nobody really wants to be able to I mean, the reason why you like the ZenFone is because you're using the the main cameras, the best cameras on that phone are your main cameras. But again, why cap it at 1080p? Why not give us the full benefit as if I'm facing it the other way? But at least let me basically look at my, you know, at my own face and, and record it correctly. So, I hope so too. I hope so too. Uh, both Zenfone and and uh, and uh, I feel like Sony are going to be the biggest thing, big things coming up in the near future, at least in the next couple of months. Uh, let me see here. Oh, Russ, if it's yeah, no, definitely. If it's new at 600, definitely I would I would go for that one as well. Um Okay, so uh, as far as right now the the phone uh ooh, sorry, I don't know why I turned on the camera on my iPhone. Um so I have the 11 uh, the Mi 11i that's coming up right now uh, and I still have believe it or not, it, it's kind of a weird situation but uh the Find X3 Pro is something that i just i can't put down um i love the one plus nine and i love how the one plus nine uh, does uh, the, the the overall performance and how things are going uh, but something to do with the one plus the fx3 pro i ever since the fx2 pro from last year i've been definitely a big fan of color os and at least color os 11 the way they're working it um, so I, I basically tackle back and forth i still use the s21 whenever i need to do videos specifically that i need to do audio with bluetooth uh spec- and when it comes to natively on there that was uh, something uh, I think the video that I posted a couple of yesterday, yeah, the, the video I did yesterday. So the entire video was recorded using the Q35's microphones, and these sound great for audio, uh, for Bluetooth audio over uh, on the on the S21. So that was something that was very nice. Uh, but that, yeah, uh, right now, at least, it's definitely still the, the the Mi 11i that I just posted a video on. I'm trying to work out on the gaming part of it. Uh, and then, of course... Uh, there are some things that are coming up near, in the near future that I'm working on as well uh, that we unfortunately can't discuss yet. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, trying to, it, It's hard to try to keep up with so much options. I, I didn't get a chance to spend as much time with uh, certain devices as much as I wanted to. Um, and I'm also, oh, uh, speaking of which, I am also reviewing or in the process of working on the review on the TicWatch GHT, GTH. Sorry, GTH. Uh, this is their introductory uh, $79 smartwatch uh, basically a fitness tracker watch that they're offering. Uh, it's not running Wear OS like their regular tick watches, uh, but it's definitely very, very, uh, compelling story. And I'm also, uh, working on the one plus watch the full review for that one. Cause that one came up as well. Let me see here. Uh, always, always. Okay. Here, uh, Javier, uh, um, Hidalgo is asking real quick here. Uh, my friend had an issue with his, uh, with his rig and the game has been crashing on, uh, on his, uh, on it. He's, uh, okay. So, um, he still has a 3,700 X, um, on his, uh, on his rig. I have the 3,900 X, so it's not that far. Uh, Warzone has been having some, uh, hard, uh, hardware issues and errors issues from, uh, from the, from reports. So, it's a weird conversation to have when it comes down to war zone and, and call of duty issues the way they go because they, there's no rhyme or reason the game was working perfectly fine after two hours for some reason it decided to crash like there was just out of the blue um and then so here's another kicker uh, after fixing the whole situation with my computer i got another motherboard uh let me just double check here Uh <laughs> Sorry, uh, my wife and uh, my my wife my wife and son are enjoying uh, the the Tesla, and uh, they went down and then they're enjoying some special time with. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, um, jumping back to the to, to the comment, Warzone has no rhyme or reason. What uh, and, and whatever um, whatever they do, whenever they do in their updates, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I changed the motherboard. Everything worked fine. Uh, Warzone launches, but keeps crashing on me. So I had to uninstall and reinstall it. Um, Black Ops, for some reason, would just not start at all. Not only would it not start, I couldn't run the scan to to, to repair. It keeps crashing on that part. It keeps saying, oops, something went wrong. It forced me to uninstall. And after about a day or so, I just literally just said, forget about it. I had to uninstall the whole 130 gigs of game and reinstall the entire thing directly from the servers because it wouldn't update to the latest version. It was having some problem on the site. So I'm with you. Uh, I don't know if it's a Ryzen thing because I'm running a Ryzen 3900X with 2080 2080 Ti. And I thought that that could have been an issue. But normally, there's no problems at all. I, I play games and Matt and I and we played for hours on end. But every once in a while, something goes wrong. And I have to basically do a whole bunch of things to get it back on up and running. It just makes no sense. Um uh, Mr. Axel, see, I say my picture is out of focus. Please let me know if that's been fixed. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm looking at the uh, well, not the, not that one, not the preview, but the feed. Uh, the feed seems like it's running per, uh, fine on my end. Maybe, maybe it went out of focus for a little bit. Um, let's look at here. Uh, is any pen good for the LG V60, or should I be getting uh, the Wacom pen? Um, so you can technically use any of those uh, stylus pens that use just basically the rubber tip that will work with it. To get the features that you want to be able to, those features that we've shown in videos and people talk about as far as the custom pen options, you do need a Wacom pen because there's the pen function to be able to double tap on it to turn it on. Uh, so it does need to be a powered pen, not necessarily a passive pen. Um, although passive pens will work, uh, but it will mostly replicate what your finger touches on the display, not necessarily the Wacom technology that they were able to. Uh, I think a bamboo uh, a tip, like a literally off of Amazon, Amazon, maybe 25 bucks. Um, if you're able to find the video that I posted on, v- on the V60, because I don't have the link uh, handy, um, I did link in the in the description of that video, the bamboo pen that I picked up for 25 bucks. Um, and I can't seem to, f- I don't know where it is right now, but it seriously is one of the best options you can get. Uh, it uses one quadruple a, t- a type battery in there, which they include in the box and it works perfectly. So not, not that expensive at all. Uh, Dodo says, hi, hey man. Uh, Gary's in uh, one plus sales are also have also increased due to the launch of the Nord line. So yeah, OnePlus kind of did a, a very interesting approach there where they so they dominated when they started in that 350 to $600 price point. And every year, this is typical OnePlus raises our prices ever so slightly. So we knew that every year so we knew this was roughly the year they were going to cross into a thousand. Um, so what happened is at some point though they left that seven hundred dollar bracket so the nine and the nine pro are both between seven hundred and a thousand dollars and a little bit more this year so what happens is that the nord last year when they released the Nord, those are essentially a tailored experience of what oneplus is offering so we had the standard nord that never made it to the us that one's running running in the 765 uh, g processor so that's the the best mid-range processor And uh, then they released the N100 and then the N10. And then those finally came over to the U.S. in early 2021, a couple of months ago or so. So to me, those are things that um, OnePlus focusing on that experience. But you really need to understand that that Nord by OnePlus is not necessarily truly what OnePlus is at the higher end. It's a very different experience. The OnePlus Nord, the first OnePlus, the one that was literally, again, the mid-range one, uh, now that one had a more felt more like a OnePlus at a mid-range price point, where the N10 and the N100 felt like smartphones that have color uh, Oxygen OS and they have that experience, but they're not necessarily feeding in into that OnePlus experience. Like they don't even have the slider, right? The notification slide, the, the, the not the notification, but the uh, uh, the sound, right? The vibration sound, the toggle that we normally have um, on OnePlus devices. It's iconic, right? Every OnePlus phone that comes out has that feature. It sits right there this is how i know it's a OnePlus, literally it's one of those aesthetics that you appreciate it. at that price point though they wasn't it wasn't included at all so those are things that we have to be aware of uh but i i agree the nord the N, the n100 is definitely very the n10 and the n100 are a very compelling series smartphones um Davin is jumping it back is uh in there and says samsung has taken uh the uh, calculated risk that they can keep their users on upgrades uh and great tra- with great trade in specifically with carriers So the trading program with Samsung, I'm not going to deny is crazy good for the user. And you're right. When you're ready to upgrade from from a phone, when you, let's just say this. um, One of the reasons why, If I get a phone, let's say the S twenty one Ultra or the S twenty one, the S twenty from last year, and if you notice that I actually I don't typically sell the S twenty one Ultra, because I already know if I try to sell it in the third party, third market, third party market, I'm going to lose way more money than having traded it in at the end of the year when the new S twenty or S twenty or S thirty, whichever version of the phone comes out. and that's because of the way Samsung does it. You're right. They're overpaying for their trade-ins, allowing for sorry, uh, keeping it so that people can kind of stay in it. It's a cycle kind of a process. Um, you know what? At the end of the day, though, you have to really understand and make a decision with your money. Uh, is it worth, is it, Worth it for you to get a little bit more than the market value for a, for a trade in, so that you can be stuck to a phone that is actually truly. I mean, it's advertising it, basically showing that it has less features than what the phone had. So an S twenty to S twenty one, I don't think that was a good deal at all. I um, had it not been doing it because I want to uncover content on the S21 Ultra, I probably wouldn't have done that. That would have been maybe waited for the S22 You know, when Samsung decides to kind of undo some of the things that they did with the S21. Because I feel like it's an experiment. Like, how far can we go before people start changing their minds? Uh, and reality is the things that they decided to, to move for, uh, move away from and with are some things that I feel like they, they should have maybe... Uh, uh, I, I don't know. They they did it before and they came back. I don't know if they'll come back for the SD card. Uh, but I I feel like the experience of taking out the uh, charger out of the box and giving us this experience that just feels like uh, somewhat of a like a more of a if nothing else maybe equal or slightly less than what you got the, the year before and calling it an S twenty one. Those are issues for me. Uh, okay. Uh, let's, let's double check here. Uh, you're the only one who's saying that the, that the image is out of focus. And I don't think it's actually out of, uh, at that bad. I hope, uh, let me see here subscription. And sorry, guys, I'm trying to see here if I can wait. I'm actually on the, on the account. So that's not going to happen. I need to see it on a phone that is not on the same account. Here it is. And let me see. Nope, seems to be good. Thank you though, I appreciate it, uh, Mr. Axel Xorb Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you, Gary. I was going to say uh, there's a good chance that your resolution on the feed is set uh, maybe a little bit lower. So maybe I would recommend checking checking that part in there. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken here, and let me double check here, image, camera, fans, Oops, sorry about that. Okay. That is weird. Okay. Uh you know what? I, I take that back. Something happened in the settings in the in the feed for some reason. It was set to 480. Uh, so hopefully that fixes it. I'm I'm hoping that thing, um uh, <laughs> well, I'm hoping that actually it, it fixes it itself. Uh, I just found Samsung added uh here uh, so I just found that Samsung added an SD card slot uh, to the new laptops and they kept the headphone jack, which is also really nice, uh, but not on the s twenty one line. no, no because because that's not where they no um the The new laptops that they announced actually had some interesting uh, has had some interesting um I guess development or upgrades that they put in there. But the reality of the matter is at the end of the day, they are literally you know, this is their laptop, the Chromebook series, their gaming series. this is uh, this is Samsung's unpacked of smartphones. Uh, sorry, smart uh, laptops. So yeah, why would they why would they give you um, okay, let's just say this. I realize that uh, laptops need SD card readers, uh, but giving us a micro SD card uh, reader as opposed to a standard SD card reader, especially for creators that use cameras like SLRs and DSLRs that typically use full size SD cards, is not really the the, the function that you're looking for. You're really more catering to people that are using GoPros and smaller form factor cameras uh, that use micro SD cards or you're, requiring us as creators to use adapters in our full size cameras so that we can use it on the laptop. So those are, I feel like those are really an interesting approach. Uh, gaming laptops, maybe not as much, but for creator type uh, laptop, giving us a full size SD card is the way to go. And at that point, if you have a micro SD card, you can put in an SD card reader or an adapter to use it there. But I'm with you, Joe. It's, it's very, it's very interesting to see what Samsung and carry or some companies are doing for those as well. Um, Renesh, uh, definitely. Environmental reasons, yeah. Uh, um, the certain fruit company that started the trend uh, selling AirTags, uh, <laughs> tags memes uh, with a uh, with a lot of a lot of them uh, one throw uh, material. Oh, yeah, a lot of throwable materials in the package. Uh, not only that, I think I saw somebody on Twitter posting that the box, if you buy one AirTag, not not a lot, one AirTag, in um, the box for the AirTag is let's just use this kind of like a reference. So it's basically let's say this is how thin the box of the AirTag is. It was included in the box that was that that big with that much open space inside of it, um, and that's how it was shipped. So the wastefulness of um, look, I, I, I'm not trying to say basically that the, you know they, they couldn't have done better. They couldn't. They they need to do better. That's what I'm trying to say. As a company that is trying to claim zero carbon footprint and neutral in, uh, by a certain year, at the end of the day the way your materials are shipped, the way your products are sent, and the amount of waste we have to generate when we get your product is going to attribute it to other things. So where you're able to offset certain things, you need to be aware of how the users are being doing the same thing. So a box that big for a small AirTag that could have been shipped in an envelope would, does not need to happen. Uh, the AirTag itself is so small that it's very hard for it to get damaged unless something seriously hits it. And at that point, I would probably say even a bigger box wouldn't have done that much benefit. So short is we need to be more responsible we need to show that responsibility more uh, as time goes on especially so that our, our, our when you're saying things at, at a launch event people can believe you because if you're buying a phone if, if for an iphone user that have never basically uh, uh, bought a phone from apple that never had a charger you get them a new box you give it to them on their birthday and you forget to buy the charger they're going to be like well i can't use this i don't have a USB-C charger from an old iphone that didn't happen before that 12 was the first series to do that so this is a point of frustration that our people, I think, we're going to start focusing on again. Going for a smartphone that includes the charger, that includes the fastest charger that you can get. Definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me double check here. That ah, uh, I I always miss the uh, the comments a little bit here. Let me double check. We'll go back here. Uh, Goran Petrovic is in the chat. Hey man, Goran, how you doing? I haven't. Uh, sorry, I missed your uh, your comment at the beginning. Uh, what okay, here? Um, what's weird is that all manufacturers that uh, that were slow and bad uh, with their updates are disappearing. Uh, are the ones disappearing? Asus is probably next. Um, I think it's something to do with the fact that I feel like uh, it's it's a business uh, model. Their approach is very much to the release and move to the next level. And I'm not trying to say that LG's problem was, you know, purely just in that matter. But I think that did attribute to a certain point into how people perceive them. When you buy an LG phone, typically what will happen is the first day or maybe within a day or so, uh, you'll open up the phone. And of course, you'll get an update that gives you basically the latest, greatest update. But that typically and then ends up being the end of the conversation for a while. Like their updates are so few and far apart, especially if they were the carrier, it gets even longer. The V60 didn't have as bad of a conver- uh, bad of a relationship when it came to update. I think it did definitely do much better. At least we got Android 11 to it. Um, about a year, less less than a year since it's originally been released around with Android 10. So to me, I think LG did try to do better, but they weren't doing the, the same level of approach. Samsung was winning for the longest time. Motorola was doing really good with those as well updates. OnePlus was also known for that as well. And those are things that I think people need to see. I mean, don't have to do it every month every three months, every two months, but be consistent in your approach and make sure that your users know that you are working on it or how long you're supporting it. So um, I, Asus is is definitely more, I mean, if we really think of it, our ROG and Asus as a company, I haven't received, I received maybe one update since I've had the ROG Phone 5 and that was about it. And I feel like that's something to keep in mind uh, that you need to, research that. Again, this goes back to the question of the video today. Uh, you know, what makes a smartphone good and what makes a smartphone bad? Updates are a big fact. This is something that you have to decide. To, to, to this. Do you want to get a smartphone that gets consistent updates that will get the next version of Android before any other device? Um, sorry, uh, that will always get new features. This is what Pixel is turning into now. And I think Google is finally turning around with it. If you want something that doesn't necessarily maybe get updates every month, but maybe every couple of months or so, OnePlus is definitely still there. Samsung is getting better, a lot better with it. Um, The S21 Ultra has been receiving more updates and consistent security patch updates than any other smartphone, but it typically changes as as they start focusing on another device. So my hope is that Suse can definitely turn it around and it is somewhat of an indicator. Users don't spend money on phones that they don't get updates, especially when if they hear on the news, there's something going on, like I say, a vulnerability or an issue with a smartphone software or an app that is going on. They don't want to feel that that's a problem. They want to make sure that they're protected and that their smartphone is good. So those are things that I always appreciate. Uh, Sorry, I just want to double check something real quick. Uh, Just double checking things here. Nice, yes. Um, but those are things that we need to keep in mind. Yeah, of course. Let me see here next. Um, yes, spring is finally here. Unfortunately, uh, LA weather L-A weather did not get the clue. Uh, we heard the word the spring was here, and then we turned on the heat to 41 degrees Celsius. It's, it's just crazy. It's crazy um Goran Goran saying uh Russian Xperia 1 Mach 3 hands-on video uh with many information oh my god yeah that's that's just difficult right I mean so I'll say this much for Sony pushed out a video on their own channels actually doing an unboxing and, a, and not a and a but like information thing over on the, on, the, on the phone um but I uh Goran if you can link me that would be uh, definitely appreciated I, I want to definitely check it out I saw a video uh, here, Russ is saying, I saw a video on the Xperia 1 Mach 3 uh, that the selfie camera is narrow uh, narrower than the Mach, than the Mach 2. Uh, hopefully it's an improvement. So one thing they did with the, with the Xperia 1 Mach 3 over the Mach 2 is that they replaced the default camera app with a simple mode of the Camera Pro app on the Xperia Pro. Sorry, not the Xperia Pro, the Xperia 1 Mach 3. So there's going to be definitely some improvements just out of the box because they're using a better app that it's designed to be um more user-friendly because i think the simple mode in that app uh seems to be more ui element driven to look more like a regular camera app so now i'm interested i'm seeing okay so leaked videos on xperia One mach 3 i definitely want to check those out uh video is good tk ah okay gary you got me excited i mean i know we can't show it here but we'll have to see um uh just saying is um uh, my guess is that uh with the with most sorry i guess with the uh my guess is it will be prudent to turn the 120 hertz off if you want to, uh, to have more than three hours of screen on time. Uh, but the uh, the point uh, they, uh, that it's done, so basically what we're saying here essentially is the ability of say having better battery life on Samsung devices or any device is to understand the the, the, the features that you have and understand what you're doing with each feature. A smartphone that comes with a 5,000 milliampere battery should be able to last with all of the features that were announced. So when when they're saying on the on the announcement, sorry, take that back. When a company stands up in front of everybody else on stage and announces a device, doesn't matter who, so I'm not being very vague with the title, mostly because I want to make sure that this is actually something that should apply to everybody. If a company goes up on stage and says, my device will do X, Y, Z, A through D, all of the options that I just mentioned, and then at the same time say that we will give you an all-day battery, our phones last longer, that statement needs to mean all of those features that you just announced on, and then you're able to get the, those devices to run all day. If you say that and your phone can't even last all day, example would be the iPhone 12 and actually early usage of uh, some, I think was it like last year on the Pixel 5 originally, the, before the couple of days where they were able to optimize certain things, there they they were battery issues a little bit. Um, that's just not acceptable. I don't think this is something that makes makes sense for for anybody. But again, when we're reviewing those smartphones, we need to me- we need to measure them against their own merits, not necessarily keep comparing them to other devices on the market. Start first with how does this perform? Does it do what it said it was going to do? Did the cameras get better? Does the battery last all day? Those are things that we think we need to be able to get an answer from. And, and I think it'll help us actually connect with our users a little bit more because... There's a chance, more than likely, that a user is trying to find out from the video, from a review, what did what does this device do by comparison to what was promised it was going to do. So I always I always appreciate that when we're bringing in there, um, and and Russ is back in there. Yeah, again, if you're removing the the SD card, is a big mistake. Hope they consider this. If they are not going to include a charger, maybe increase uh, uh, increase the charging speed. So. That was a very weird situation too. Yeah, they decreased the charging speed on the S21 Ultra than what they had last year with the S20. The S20 could charge all the way up to uh, 45, uh, 45 watts on their 5,000 milliampere battery. And in the S21 Ultra, they capped it again to 25 watt. Samsung is very worried when it comes down to charging issues. They had a massive, massive backlash with the Note 7, which is something that I think to this day still apparently worries them. Um, Their charging speed on the wireless charging, though, is really slow, like considering the market that's going on right now. Again, 55 watts and 30 watts. And this is from, you know, big companies that are in the same space as as Samsung. So I'm with you. They definitely need to work on that as well. Uh, But understand when you're looking at a smartphone, you know what it does. Uh, Dominic Juan is saying is uh, mine is fine at 720p. You must have adjusted the resolution yourself under advanced. So. I've had it set to 720p for the longest time. And I think at one point I even had the opportunity to try out 1080p. And I don't know why for some reason it decided to default back to 480. I, it, like I I didn't think about it till I saw the comment from him twice when I went under advanced and I changed it. It was for some reason under 480. So this, this just continues this week of weird technical, little little technical issues that you know TK was going through and I just need to keep an eye on it. But I, I appreciate the comment, of course. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if it was because, like I said, in the in the replay f- feature within StreamYard, I can see my feed and it didn't seem like I was out of focus. Uh, and the comment he stated was, Tiki, you're out of focus, which assumed which made me feel like that the video behind me is in focus. Speaking of which, there's a video that's going to be coming up on that little guy up there. Opspot um, uh, makes a small camera called the Opspot Tiny, which is a tracking Camera that you can actually mount above your monitor and it actually tracks you. Like if you're live streaming and you move a little bit, you go back and forth, the camera, you know, you don't end up basically, you know, staying in frame like where we are right now and moving in frame. The camera tilts and pans and does like some nice AI things in there as well. So, really, really looking forward to that. Oh here, so uh, Goran just said this. I saw uh, some Indian reviewer of the nine R, uh, Gigi Ranjit, uh, and I think um, not great impressions. So the nine R is a uh, is an interesting approach from OnePlus, and why why does that exist? I'm not sure um the OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro the the uh, the um specifically the OnePlus 9 the OnePlus 9 only had wireless has wireless charging in the US if i'm not mistaken i think outside of the US it did not include the wireless charging so there was a little bit of a change there OnePlus is very uh, for, for the most part focusing and tailoring their devices to the market the 9r if i'm not mistaken is a rehashed version of an, a OnePlus 8t so for a very similar experience i feel like the the 9r was there and i think that could Attribute tribute to some people not being very impressed with it, especially when you have it coming out at the same time as the 9 and the 9 Pro, again, for specific markets. So, um, I never had a chance to play with it, so I can't really speak too much of it, but I do understand uh, if there, if it is pretty much a very, very close relationship to the AT, it didn't really make sense because they're going to release at some point another 9T at some point later on in this year. So, the question would be is, what will the 9T feature that the 9R did not? So, uh, I think we on here. Uh, oh, Donald! Hey, Donald, man, how you, how you doing? Um, hey, TK. Um, I hope LG comes back uh, to the phone market with a uh, with a vengeance. Uh, if they if they would just listen to your shows, <laughs> listeners, and uh, and of course, uh, that would be an amazing. So I, I think LG, the name LG, there's a really good chance that the LG name will come back. I don't know if it's going to be LG as a company releasing phones. It's kind of like what happened with Nokia, right? um, or even with Blackberry or, uh, you know, so on. And then of course, uh, you have, um, I think TCL also kind of uh, took, on, took on some other brands as well. So there may be another ODM that will create the, con- the the smartphone experience. My hope is whomever decides to take up the brand is that they change that approach. Better software improvement, uh, the hardware stick to the hardware uh, methodology that LG has put forth because that's what people love about them. It's hardware was always absolutely banging. It was always, always a concern when it comes down to software updates and experiences on, on their smartphones. Um, the dual display is definitely, for me, a big, big win. So if you're going for something, make sure you double down on that one. I think everybody, the, the acceptance of the dual display on the LG V60, V50, the G8X, and even the Velvet have been great. Uh, having that option is always, always nice, especially when it's the exact same panel as the main phone. There's something to be said when you're dual displaying it with the same panel. Absolutely great. I think ROG does a really good job as well. Um Arez is from Ind- uh, Indonesia hey man hope you're doing well nice to meet you too welcome welcome to the chat uh Dominic Wong uh TK yeah YouTube always does that uh by uh, by choosing the lower resolutions automatically so it's a weird situation uh, on a smartphone if and I've seen that before when I when I turned on and I don't know if you guys noticed this uh YouTube resolution features now on videos have changed um and I'll show you guys what I mean I'll see I'll show me show you guys what I mean here uh so if you go into the YouTube app, and, and this could be just for me, uh, but I'm going to open up a video here. I'm going to turn off the sound. I don't want to bring up here. Let's go open my videos and my videos here. Okay. The the resolution button. Okay. Now I got to wait for the second. Sorry. So what I'm trying to say is YouTube changed the, uh, they changed their approach to uh, the resolution button here. So here, let me change that. Oh, no, actually, this one. Yeah. So under video resolution, now you get these settings. So I don't know if you guys could see that. So now there's auto recommended, and then there's higher uh, picture quality data saver and advanced under advanced is where you get the standard video quality options to be able to select from it. And that was something that was very interesting for me that changed at some point, And I didn't realize it till I had to fix my resolution. Um, in one of my videos that I was actually recording um, a video from from a phone, I realized that the picture wasn't as clear. And I realized that at that point is by default, it, as you said, Dominic, it was set to be uh, 480 for some reason, like by default. And I had to go in there and change it. Um, Oh, Rolando's in the chat. Hey, man. Welcome. Welcome, man. Hope you're doing. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you guys are actually doing uh, good with weather wise as well. Here, it's getting a little bit cooler, but not as it wasn't as hot anymore uh, as it was yesterday. Like seriously, 102 yesterday uh, at the last as the last day of April, like knocking out April with a couple of nice hot days is just not the way we were planning it. Uh, we, we love hearing the word April showers bring spring, uh, May flowers, but we had no rain in April. So that, that wasn't happening. Uh, Dominic is basically jumping back. LG's software support is always um, rather awful, uh, just like HTC. Yeah, yeah. uh, Man, if we bring back HTC into the game as well, that would be something. Uh, HTC is a company that I, I fell in love with Android and started using Android devices heavily when HTC was at its prime. Uh, the HTC M seven, the M eight, uh, the original, uh, I think the HTC one uh, was made by HTC, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Nexus one was made by H- HTC. Um, even when I was running on windows mobile with, uh, their MDAs, so on, those, those are things that I started. I ran my first version of Android on, uh, on a, uh, on a HTC MDA. Um, no, I think the HTC tilt on AT&T, uh, off of the SD card. That was literally my first experience in there as well. Um, I see that as uh, as videos. I know it plays by default. And James Vincent, yeah, I, it's something to do with bandwidth. Uh, for the longest time, I think in India, they were there was a whole bunch of things going on. But I think if you guys remember, uh, India was, for some reason, that by default, it was capped at, at 480p on YouTube uh, for the longest time. And then I think they removed those restrictions. But I don't know why they would default it on our phones to be 480. Like, very who has a phone that has a 480p resolution? I understand why they're doing it. It saves data, and I also understand now the categories that they're trying to go with. And I think if I'm not mistaken, hold on, let me bring it back up here. the 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 the, the, the categories are very um, I would say skip, skip. Come on, I don't want, I want I don't want to I don't want to do premium here. Go back. So quality is so yeah. You have basically four qualities, right? There's auto, which is automatic, so it adjusts to give you uh, the best experience for your conditions so that that's decent although for me at the time it was capped at 480 uh, higher picture quality uses more data data saver uh, uh, lower the picture quality advanced specify the resolution that you want and then you can just pick the one that you want and again for me if it's if i'm if i if i'm paying extra for data or if i don't have any problems with data at the end of the day i don't really i don't really want my phone to cap me or at least an app to cap me just that for that for that situation um, so Dominic wants to say, say, yeah, the HTC is still around and it's uh, and its sister company, VIA Technology. Oh, absolutely. I never said they were gone. I just meant that they were not being considered as um, like they're not what they used to be. And their presence in the, in the mobile space is very, very minimal now. Um, like I can tell you, for the most part, very, very few device video, very, very, very few people cover them. And if they do, if they do end up covering them, it's a very short conversation. Literally, just right after announcement, that's typically where you hear about them. And then it just there's not as much going on. I think it's something that HTC, um, they lost their way, kind of like how Motorola had uh, a uh, BlackBerry did at one point. They were too. Um, I want to say complacent, comfortable in the, the in the spot that they were sitting in, um, where in the in the presence, and they didn't realize that other carriers are or other OEMs are basically creeping up and then basically jumping in way ahead. So uh, LG and HTC used to be the biggest guys. So uh, yeah, uh, 2021, LG is gone and HTC uh, is very uh, plays a very small role in the mobile space. Um, James says, uh, mine always defaults to 1080 be- uh, before uh, before the change um, or even 1440p at some point. Yeah, it should default to the best resolution that you set. If you've ever watched a video in the app and you use, let's say, 1080p at one point, and it should remember that in the future, it should play the best resolution from that video. So for me, um For oh, so I do do want to clarify one thing the setting that I'm that we're looking here, and I think Dominic was also pointing to, is uh, this is a setting within StreamYard. So it's not that YouTube is uh, triggering it off. There's a chance YouTube is doing that on their end when you're playing this uh, the stream, defaulting it to 480. But StreamYard for me at some for some reason uh, decided that it was setting me to 480 as opposed to 720. 720. So I did fix that right now, which is uh, hopefully that takes care of the uh, well, hopefully that takes care of the problem. Uh, Ronaldo's back is LG needs to fire their whole marketing team. They didn't have one. It, this is a problem. Um, I, I, well, actually, they do have one. Obviously, uh, LG has plenty of fans. They uh, they can definitely uh, they can be that need to be excited. They need to excited. So basically, uh, fans they uh, they need to excite customers uh, get their hands out there again. Um, I, I I thought last year with them being back in the retail stores that that was going to be a big factor for them, and I was very very excited for them. Uh, But what ends up happening is that the conversation changed, really. Um, I don't know why this is. Yeah. Uh, But the conversation changed when, uh, you know, we started hearing rumors that they're maybe, you know, not making as much money. They want to get out of it. I mean, obviously, they're making money on other uh, in other sections. Uh, But when it comes down to marketing, they definitely did not focus on their hardware, on their on their features, on their best sellers. And they always went with more of a. And don't get me wrong. I don't. I'm not trying to say that they shouldn't have focused or uh, featured some of the main features of Android and so on. But it wasn't really the reason why somebody would buy an LG over an h c c over a OnePlus. It's LG. It's that quad DAC. It's that display. It's those cameras. Those are the things that I want to see. I'm with you. The the marketing department could have definitely done a much better job. Uh, cool people, don't forget to smash that like. Li- please, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, as always with everybody, please. Yes, uh, if you're uh, if you're enjoying the show, if you're enjoying the conversation, uh, of course, please hit that like, subscribe, and of course share if you can. Uh, it will definitely help out uh, the channel, and of course, uh, you know, keeps the conversation going. That's the best way to look at it. Uh, uh here, Tammy Stumpy back with, uh, for YouTube, maybe even uh, once the update uh, arrived, asking users to tw- switch plans if they want to. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, bring up the setting. Like, I mean, we have so many pop-ups from YouTube in the app. Uh, why, why not show us an actual pop-up that helps us uh, tailor the experience, especially after that update got pushed? I'm with you on that one. Um, LG's monitors are very, very good value for the money. Absolutely. that Again, LG is not leaving the tech space. They're leaving the mobile space, which is a little bit of a different conversation. Um, monitors, TVs, um, uh, refrigerators, uh, even ovens, they make, uh, you know, my, my oven is an LG oven, uh, so for me, it, it's not like they're out. It's just f- feel bad that the, that one part that I feel like that I would love to be able to spend more time with would have been like a V70. See what they could do with the rollable that they teased us with at CES. Again, this was literally just a few months ago. I, I just feel like we missed out on a conversation. Um here, uh, oh, Demir is in the chat as well. Uh, t- sorry, uh, to me, to me, uh, what makes a smartphone br- brand good or bad? It's the decision that company makes in the long term, uh, whether it uh, it is a software updates or hardware changes um, in the current and future opera- uh, operation uh, generations. It's a big part of it. I'm I'm with you on that one exactly. It's it's their vision, it's their work, and that actually takes a little bit more than a cycle. Uh, and what I mean by a cycle, like a generation of a device. A year or two or so to show to to have that proof of the you know of concept kind of, and it's something that we haven't seen many companies uh, do. I mean, we've seen companies that have changed. Uh, Samsung, I'm, I'm, I I mean, I will attest to the fact that they used to be notorious for bad update cycles, and then they turned that around, and then now becomes part a big selling point for them. Uh, OnePlus is known for their uh, updates. Um, Color OS as, as an update, I think definitely is known to have some it's, some of its challenges. I think a lot of people will attest to that. So it's something to keep in mind when you're looking at a company is to appreciate and understand what they're trying to do. But that's what the companies need to also appreciate. They need to work on bringing in that longevity, making users feel that we care about you more than just that initial conversation when you bought that device. We care about you all the way to the end, to that, to that life cycle that we promised you you're going to be getting with that phone. Very, very good one. (laughs) <laughs> Donald's just a little bit mad at LG. I'm I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh I got to stop the notifications on this one. Having too many too many phones on the table helps. Uh, we'll do that. Garmin says uh phone uh, sorry, phone literally the same uh as the M8 regular ultra wide and a 10x zoom. Same front facing speakers, same metal back and same 3.5 uh, uh, present quality of uh, uh, it's a processor with the seven, uh, a Snapdragon 775 6.2 is 6.5 is OLED, my dream phone. See, that's the experience you're working for. And that's based on your experience from other phones. And what you're looking for right now is, is that. There's the nostalgia factor, which I absolutely agree with you. Uh, but I also feel like that those are a combination of things that meet your needs to the perfect level. That's the thing. Uh, and that would make a great phone for you. And a lot of us don't think that way. Or When I say us, I'm trying to speak to in the in the general term of using a smartphone, When you watch a video, when you're looking at a creator or a kind of person, or even talking to a friend regarding a phone, and they say that this is the greatest phone, you need to have that conversation extend after by saying why it's a good phone. Because again, what they value may not be what you're valuing. Again, what Goran is basically uh, speaking to right there is feeding heavily on the M7 uh, experience with a slightly bigger display, not even asking for the latest uh, Snapdragon 888. 775 would do exactly what what it would do. So, all of the things that he's looking for are things that he needs to enjoy his content or his device and bring back that satisfaction feeling that you used to have with m7 the the, the m series from uh, from htc uh, so always always going to be appreciated there uh tk you've been using the uh, the mi 11 ultra as your daily driver as well, uh, uh, for uh, since, since the review uh, since the review uh or is it in, is it interesting enough to keep so the Mi 11 Ultra has a very, I, I've used the, so in the video that I showed a couple of days ago with the Mi 11i, I kind of showed the, the gamut of the right? We had the Mi 11 Lite, the i, the 11, and then Ultra. The Ultra is a very different phone. I don't even think that uh, the Mi 11 Ultra should fit in the Mi 11 series. I think this should be like the Mi 11, uh, you know, 20 Ultra or whatever. Um, it's that good of a phone. It's really that good of a phone. Uh, The cameras on the back are one of the best options that you can get on the market right now. They've improved so much more, even with the 12.5 MIUI update that they pushed out in China. I've been watching some videos on that and I've been edging on that one because I really, really want to get that one on my Mi 11 Ultra, so yes. Of all the smartphones that are on the market right now, there's a few devices that excited me in early 2021. Mi 11 Ultra is one of them. I'm not saying that the S21 Ultra is not good. It just, I didn't feel that excitement. I got the phone, I got to use it, and I just still don't feel like I got, you know what I'm saying? It's like that new special. The S Pen support on the S21 Ultra is good, but it's an accessory. It's not really meant to be part of the core experience. Uh, and I felt like even with the cases that they made for it, it just doesn't feel right because the power button and the volume rocker are on the right side of the phone. The S pen always has to sit on the left, but unless I'm left-handed, it just makes for a very awkward experience And the cases. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on those. Definitely interesting. Um, uh, Vinny, Vinny's jumping is, um, I've always loved LG, the LG since the G4, the V60, uh, and of course, obviously as a goat, uh, uh, for, for, for its time. Um, Oh man, that that could have been. Uh, oh man, curved leather back. Having a G4 curved le- uh, the leather back on that V60 would have been epic. I mean, I'm sure there was some skins there that would have done the job right, but yeah, no, that that original the, the G4 was epic when it came down, especially if you were able to get the red one. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think t Mobile had that one, but they they didn't release it right away. Uh, oops, I think I may have jumped a few here. Um. Uh, Oh, hold on a second. Let me go. Goran, uh, Goran, jumping in with, um, I'm afraid Sony is making. Uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> I'm afraid Sony is making profit. That means lesser parts for bigger price for better price. So I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm, I'm. We'll have to see how they their approach is. Yeah, if they're making smaller batches, it's uh, obviously not going to be able to help. If they're able to sell more, is where the prices start jumping down. Um is we're uh, coming back with. I still can't understand why consumers don't realize that the loss of a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack and expandable storage is only decremental. is uh, is only decremental uh, to the end user experience and user uh, and and uh, user flexibility. Um, I think the the reason behind that is it's the lack of choice. It's really the lack of choice. The removal of a headphone jack. I, I think from an approach on a market stand, I don't. I truly don't understand why. The the reasoning. I mean, I understand it's older tech. Don't get me wrong. I really understand the, the the conversation when it comes down to look. The the single oldest piece of tech that's on a smartphone is a headphone jack. That's true to a certain point. I mean, the, maybe the 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 actual connector. Yes, uh, the maybe the uh, the outer part that's sitting at the edge of the of the uh, casing itself where you plug plugging in your headphones. Maybe. But at the end of the day, what we have now with quad DACs and quality audio that comes from an LG device. Heck, man. Um, what's it called? ROG brought the headphone jack. ROG, a gaming company that took it away last year, brought it back. So even they understand and appreciate that benefit. Samsung uh, needs to, and I think certain level of Samsung devices even still have it, but then realistically, Sony bringing it back and keeping it with the, we saw what's going on with the uh, Mach, uh, the uh, Xperia 1 Mach 3. So those are things that we're definitely, they need They need to bring them back. They need to understand the benefit. The SD card support function is very much, I don't know if it's a licensing concern, but it's more so that it, I think, is so at the end of the day, when we we're using the uh, smartphones, the S21 Ultra sold for did the, and, and there was a very interesting marketing approach, right? And so the entry level of the first version of it, the base model of the S21 Ultra that only featured 128 gigs of internal storage, um, was a little bit low, uh, cheaper, about 50 bucks cheaper. And then you had to pay another 50 bucks to get 256, which I ended up doing because I needed more storage since I couldn't transfer my data from my old phone to the new one. If we tend to do what we typically do is carry with us more content from our older devices to the new one, a library of pictures, movies, and so on to enjoy on our smartphones without having to use data all the time, that's that's the benefit of an SD card. It's the dead, I'm not going to say dead data, but non-accessed non, non uh, information that we don't, you know, we don't really need access to it every day. That's the benefit of an SD card. Also, SD cards can be removed from a damaged phone as opposed to where if it's in there, then you just lost everything. So those are things that I always feel like, what do you do? What can you do to fix this problem? Uh, they, they need to listen to users and stop trying to make it more about how do we take things out so that we can charge more for internal storage. That just tells the user that they don't care about us. They just care about their pockets and we'll end up moving into a product or a brand that does support and cater, cater to our to our needs. Definitely. Of course. Uh, Chami's dummy back in there. Uh, Sometimes something amazing about the value if, uh, about a value of a phone is an LG, the LG wing uh, with a small secondary display, uh, which is, uh, he's referring to the, the smaller display, the inner display part after you flip the display, uh, feels, uh, <laughs> at first feels useless. Uh, it is very useful to do two things at the same time, uh, but the app optimization is not. Those are things that we need to understand, yes. So for, for Chemi's comment here, is he he recently picked up an LG Wing. And the main thing I would probably say, uh, yes, you're right. The Optimizations from apps isn't there. But I think there's a setting to be able to force apps into the second display, even if they're not intended to be there. It's just that the aspect ratio is not there. It's just that it, they're the only maker that makes a phone with that requirement, requirement. And I wanted to see more support. We wanted to see more success. Like that gimbal with the camera works perfectly fine. Uh, the, the series of applications that can run on the second display were very limited. So it, if they had more time, I'm hoping with more updates that they'll be able to fix that since they're technically still supporting the wing. So we'll have to see how things go with that one. But yeah, I'm, I I feel you, man. It's software. It's it's very much a software types of a game now. Hardware, we're way beyond what we need realistically for hardware processing power. For the majority of users that are just using their devices on a daily for social media, checking pictures, checking emails, taking pictures. The 888 is way overpowered to what you need. I mean, you seriously would need to run it as a PC for it to run to the full potential of what it's trying. And you'd need water, you know, ice cooling uh, to be able to keep it uh, cooled down because that's how it runs. Um, let me see here. I think that I missed something. Da, da, da. Um, I would never deliver a perfect smartphone, but how, how to sell the next one? <laughs> Coran, i i like i you're you're explaining it exactly how it's being sold to us right now exactly what it is uh the mirror saying is uh in my opinion i want phones to start including a second USB C port um, outside of ga- outside of just gaming phones and i think he's referencing to what's going on with the rg phone too uh th- those are some of the options that we see because that would be uh, that would Okay, so that would uh, take them uh, one step closer to um, I/O, to be specific, uh, for uh, for laptops and uh, pocket uh, to pocketable devices. Um, having, I think, I think there's another another brand that you also uses a secondary USB C to set to increase the speed of charging because it's like dual charging connectors. Um, I think USB-C having it on the bottom makes perfect sense for me uh, as a secondary port because it actually makes sense when you're playing or not just necessarily for gaming phones, but when you're watching content on your phone, having a cable stuck to the side of your phone where your hand needs to be holding it is never going to be the right answer because you end up basically holding it, kind of leave it in. You have to run the cable there. You're never having a good hold on or grip on it. So having the functions be at the bottom of the phone always, always becomes a very good thing. Uh, The one thing I would probably recommend specifically for Asus in the near future, in the future, when it comes down to their smartphones, is make the secondary connector. So there's this, um, the the dock that comes here is including uh, a headphone jack. So it's also supposed to alleviate the headphone jack that you have at the bottom. Uh. One thing I would probably say is it's not the same quality of audio. So it's not the same DAC. It's just, uh, it definitely changes the experience when you're playing it with the dock. So if you really want to get the best audio, you still have to go through the side or just use Bluetooth. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, uh, the on that always, uh, 3.5 Jags, uh, shouldn't have been removed. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Uh, Absolutely. so Finn jacks yeah Finn Jacob sorry uh is saying is the 1200 dollars on it uh, on the 512 gig uh, Samsung phone it should not be that. it should, should be uh should be for the 1212 not the 128 uh the reality is when when you're selling us a phone that can shoot 8K 4k and you know the content's just going to fill up the drive at some point uh and then you're you're boosting the fact that you know you're trying to be more eco-friendly you're trying to help people out 256 was at one point your standard uh, storage capacity for note devices you dropped it down with the note 21 ultra uh, with the note 20 ultra last year or even the note 20 uh, and so we 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 realized that there was a trend that started with samsung they, they want to keep you at the point where you're paying more to get more as opposed to just including things as they used to uh, but they didn't even do that with the s21 this is what kind of frustrated me i was like keep the SD card on the ultra the way you'd kept it with the note, I totally would have been fine because then I understand you're giving us all of those features. You're like, okay, this is what we envision for our tailored ultra experience. And if you want to basically get a better experience, this is exactly what you're going to be able to get. Let me just double check real quick. Uh, okay. One second guys, uh, here. Sorry. I just realized something. Yeah. So, um, there is something going on that we obviously need to be able to understand what's what we need to do out of our smartphones uh, so short answer we need to appreciate what we have we need to understand what we're looking for and we also need to actually question what is being recommended to us as why is it being recommended why is this better and why is this why should I go with this one over the other because if you're just if you're if you're only comparing a smartphone to another smartphone when it comes down to the camera saying well that smartphone has a better camera you didn't cover all the other aspects of the conversation it's, it's just a better camera and worse battery life, uh, uh, worse support from companies. There's certain things that you want to keep in mind and, and, you know, be understanding of when you're recommending something like that. Uh, and, and again, storage capacities are always going to be a problem because I think we're, it should never be a situation where we have to decide that the 128 is not enough, but I can't use an SD card anymore. So therefore I have to pay an extra 50 bucks. Coincidentally, again, the same price of what the SD card would have been um, to get a slightly more storage that I still can't expand. But then you call it an ultra. And again, you, you tailor the experience to a certain level. Um, glad to hear we're on the same boat. Definitely, man. Definitely, of course. Oops, I jumped a little bit too far. Um, if I get a, if we get another stimulus check, I'll definitely pick up an LG, a refurbished LG wing. For sure, Dominic. Always, always great. Um, I, you know what? I think it's also that time of the day, guys. Uh, we're getting to that point. Um, my tech review, Rolando saying that uh, it's definitely very nice here. Uh, low storage and high prices um is is uh, is, the, is is the standard uh, that started with apple and of course everybody not everybody is copying them, but i think uh, samsung is for sure uh, copying definitely that first page of the book there uh, apple has 16 gig storage for the longest yeah i remember the 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 nightmares that we had to go through with 16 gigabytes of storage on their devices and they were selling them and basically it's just kind of getting better every year but they still had an entry level at 16 gig, 16 gig. Um, and then now we have 64 gig that just basically sits there cuz the the S21 FE the S uh the um i think the uh, the the uh, the iPhone SE 2020 did that as well uh, but yes, for sure. Uh, so with that being said, guys, it is that time of the day, uh, we are getting close to the end of the live stream. Uh, and of course, if you guys can just throw in a few of those TK sections uh, in, in the chat, if you guys are new to the show, you haven't seen this before every uh, roughly about an hour and 45 minute time before the, uh, the show kind of is, is, uh, over at about the two hour mark. Uh, we love to do this TK section, uh, it's essentially a, a nice little uh, visual effect into the live stream. Uh, but I always love to see, be able to get everybody joining us, uh, joining in and there and then jumping in with us as well. Uh, let me just bring the screen over here. And as as it's jumping in there as well, uh, we're going to start it off with, I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw it right there. So here, Chemi's, Chemi started us off with the first one, and let's go ahead and kick it off. And bring it up here and ready, go. Whoa, did it right. Always, always appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, of course, here on the Saturday morning with Tech, um, we have Chemi Torres, of course, as always, big big fan. Aditya with us as well. Um, we have Finn jumping in there. J- Finn Jacobs, welcome to the chat, man. Welcome. Uh, and of course, my tech reviews. Aditya, he gets always, 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 always. Then there. Davin Davis with us as well. Demir, always, always helping, hanging out with us, kicking it, supporting the channel. And of course, Finn Jacobs again, welcome back. You know, it's it seriously is is one of those things that I always appreciate about everybody in the channel, uh, in in the chat, and that's been there. Uh, you guys were amazing last week with uh, with all the supporting comments and everything. And like I said, it was uh, I felt bad not being able to share with you guys. If I felt strong enough, honestly, I would have I would have still hung out with you guys uh, last Saturday. Uh, Dominic Juan, of course, TKception, TK Alpha Bay, TK Sony Bay, and lastly the TK Tesla Bay, because that's how we do it. <laughs> I, I do want to say that, you know, obviously, the uh, the, the Tesla part of the, the having the, the Tesla, I think I think a few we've we've jokingly said in the past that uh, you do not make it uh, till you till you have a Tesla on YouTube. Uh, and I think it's a certain to a certain level. It, it's a different approach. Uh, thank, again, thank you, DT, of course, with us here, as always. Uh, virtual hug from uh, from from you guys. Always, always, always. I, I want to say thanks to everybody for hanging out. Um, look. To kind of sum up the channel, not the channel, the video this week, uh, is if you're picking up a phone, if you're looking to pick up a phone and you're watching people cover a phone, I need you to think in the, back, in the back of your head, what is this approach from? What is? What does it seem like this review is doing? Is it gearing me to something else because this other device maybe is more of a personal preference from, this, uh, from the other user? Or is this a smartphone that you're looking for uh, that fits into what you're looking for as a good phone? There's no bad or good phone. Now, there are obviously some bad combination of devices that we can definitely talk about, but every device has a merit. Every device has a claim for it when it was originally released. Um, and it actually has certain, uh, you know, obviously, it's feature set that you're looking into. If these fit into what you're looking for, and these do what you're looking for, then that's the job, that's the product that you want to stick with, and that's the one that you want to go with. If you do it any, if you go with anything else, uh, and from this video, if I wanted to just, just be more aware about what your decisions are, and when you're making recommendations, and read a little bit more into what the recommendations are being done. OnePlus is doing great as a company. They're doing a lot of good things to be uh, to uh, as far as a care, you know. Um, caring about their users, building up on their users' expectations and providing them much better experiences year over year. Now the price is going up, but then we have much more selection. So those are things to keep in mind. Uh, but don't just fall for the hype of launch day and then the device gets released and the feature never gets released with it. You know, So don't promise me a Lamborghini and then give me a really fast toyota that does a good job but doesn't really give me the experience that i was looking for so just that's that's all i'm asking look into it more find the what fits for you uh, fits you and what makes sense more uh, for you as a smartphone or as a device and you can use that also in, in any type of um, purchase comparison is great but at the end of the day does what you're looking at make sense for you because that could be the perfect phone for you and not for somebody else uh, so of course um oh man uh thank you very much to gary for the super chat always always appreciated thank you very much um don't forget tomorrow we have saturday uh sorry across the podcast with uh sam and matt are going to be on sundays and of course another episode of the sggqa on monday uh, with our best bud some some lg chill guy and i'll still say it to the end um uh some juan carlos bagnell of course uh and another episode of our best of our week next week on sat no thursday uh, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, may end up being the last last best of our week during Ramadan. So we may be going back to the week after that, uh, doing uh, back into the regular level. Um, Oliver, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> we'll need to be a better consumer and be more proactive by buying our tech. Absolutely, and and I say this because at this day and age, uh, we are better people. We are more used to this. We're no longer at that beginning part where smartphones were this nice, unattainable, really, really fancy things. We've been in, gen- we've gone through generations of smartphones, and our taste in smartphones should have been improved with it. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Take care. Be safe. Call somebody. Get in touch with somebody you haven't talked to for some time. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, as you know, always somebody will appreciate hearing from from uh, from other people, and <clears throat> I feel like it's always going to be something that you know we we don't think about it till we do it. So if you have a friend, a family person, or somebody you haven't talked to for a long time, connect with them, say hi. It's definitely going to be appreciated. I'll see you guys next Saturday. Bye bye everybody.